Hello and welcome to Wellness KE, the podcast. My name is Fatma. Thank you so much for joining me on this amazing podcast, an amazing day. Once again, we get to sit down and talk to someone that is going to inspire us and ensure that we get to change our life for the better. If you're new here, Karibu Sana, this is the platform that gives you all the information you need regarding wellness, whether it's physical wellness, emotional, spiritual, occupational, and today we're tackling a new one, environmental wellness. Once again, I'd like to let you know that this particular podcast will be on YouTube, so we're doing a video version of it, so be sure to stop by at uh, Wellness TV on YouTube so that you can be able to check it out. Today is going to be an amazing day because our conversation is going to revolve around environmental wellness. And the reason why I really wanted to talk about environmental wellness is because this is a subject that is near and dear to my heart. Now, I really, really believe that food is medicine and food can also be poison. And anything you eat and you put into your system can either fuel your body or fuel disease. So either way, whatever it is that you put into your system can either lead you to good health or to disease. And disease is described as dis-ease, where everything is just going haywire in your system and you need to seek medical attention once you go through anything like that. So I'll stop uh, beating around the bush so that I can be able to introduce my next guest. Uh, my next guest is someone that is pushing for a mission and a movement that you need to know about. He represents an organization known as Root to Food, and Root to Food is here to make sure that we all know about food and what goes into our bodies, and we are also aware about the harmful effects of pesticides that are loaded into our foods. Ladies and gentlemen, I have with me Emmanuel Atamba. How are you doing? Thank you for being here and also for making the time i'm so so happy to be here because i know that this conversation is one that every one of us needs to have Definitely. because we all have one thing in common we all eat food Definitely. whether you're rich or poor mm -hmm. you're young you're old you need food for you to survive Definitely. and i really have to say you're doing a commendable job because this is a movement that is going to save the lives of many Thank and you. bring lots of awareness Thank you. so i'm giving you lots of um, Baraka, lots of, uh, <laughs> I'm congratulating you on those things because I know you're going to take it even um, to better places. Thank you, thank you very much for your, for your kind words yes. and uh, for hosting us today. Yeah. Um, you're also doing really amazing work with your podcast. Thank uh, you. Keep following the different episodes awesome. and um, it's always very interesting, uh, you know, to listen to other perspectives yeah. and listen to, you know, tap into the wisdom of other people, the information that other people already have. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much for having us today. Um, we'll be very happy to have this conversation with everyone as Amazing. you have said everyone eats food yeah yeah um the next thing we are going to do after this is have lunch mm -hmm. um you know after that we do a bit of work then have, then dinner. have some dinner that is the only thing that is assured in yes. life you know and um, food as you have said uh, forms a very important part not only of our health mm -hmm. but also of our whole system you know mm -hmm. so when you're thinking you know 
Some people say, for example, um, I saw a research, an interesting research by WHO, mm. that uh, you know when you eat kales, uh, a lot of kales, you become arrogant. So <laughs> really, this uh, yes, it, 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 it adds up to the story of you know we are what we eat. Mm. So food is a very important aspect of our life. It's the very basis of our life because yes. it's what keeps us going. Yeah. It, it's what uh, it's what uh, makes us who we are. Yes, yeah. I really completely agree because I know mm. that uh, there are some people who are listening and they probably are going through some health complications or issues and they haven't realized that they are brought about by the foods. Exactly. So your diet actually plays an 80% role. Mm. That's the thing. 80% to me is such a big number. Definitely. So whatever you eat, you could be doing as many sit-ups as you do. You could be running as much as you want to or you could be de-stressing. But then if your diet is not proper, everything else falls apart. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. And there's, some, there's a point that I really want to bring about, um, which we will get into that later on. But uh, the fact that even as people get to observe, um, you know, proper diet and nutrition, mm -hmm. the thing is that we want to know if I'm taking smoothies or I'm eating salads or, yes, I'm, I'm trying to eat healthier foods. Am I eating clean food? Mm -hmm. And that's why we are here. Definitely. Because we have come to the realization that something somewhere is not right, it's not right. in the foods that we are eating. Definitely. Okay, so I just want to let you know that we usually ask our listeners to send in their questions. So they've mm -hmm. sent in lots of questions <laughs> for you I'll to be, answer. I'll be happy to, to, to provide answers to you. Yes, them. yes, yes. And just because of that, I think we should begin um, as usual from the top so that we can ask you about root to food what is or rather who is root to food okay uh, so root to food uh, is an alliance um, which uh, you know is made up of, uh, of kenyans of course uh, we have uh, more than 700 men and women mm. who are championing for the realization of the right to food so the right to food is enshrined in the constitution actually article 43 1c that provides um, you know, every Kenyan with the right, first of all, to be free from hunger. And after you're free from hunger, now you have, need to have access to adequate food of sufficient quality and quantity. Yeah. So every Kenyan has that right. So that, uh, you see, by the time we are talking about you know, what is a healthy diet and what is not, what is safe food and what is not, the first question we should be asking is, okay, so this is our right. Are we all enjoying this? Yeah. Do we all get to choose um, you know, uh, whether to have uh, a fruit as, as all or to have uh, a smoothie out of it, something like that? Do we all have that choice? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do we all have that choice to decide that you know we can eat fruits in the morning, you know, um, and a bit maybe during the day? Do we mm -hmm. all have that choice? Mm -hmm. Many of Kenyans today don't have that choice. Sure. Many of Kenyans today um, uh, do not really get to choose what they eat. Yeah. They eat what is available for mm -hmm. them, whether it's safe or not, whether it's clean or not. You know, that is not a question. The question is, you know, what is available? That's what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. You know. So and, and and this is a very sad situation. So that is what we are about that's what we are advocating for uh, first of all the right to food kenyans need to know that they, they have this right to food yeah um you know um after enacting the 2010 constitution we don't need to see any kenyans we don't want to see any kenyans dying of hunger yeah. because every kenyan has the right to be free from hunger sure. you know if if we uphold our constitution and we do as uh, the constitution that we have enacted for ourselves wants you know, needs us to do then we shouldn't be having any kenyans exposed
exposed to issues of food insecurity. Some Kenyans even get to you know situations of acute food insecurity. Mm. And let me tell you, Fatma, when you talk about food insecurity, I know even our listeners are thinking of you know the northern part of Kenya. Yes. People are thinking of the driest part of yeah, Kenya. Yeah. And they forget to see that them themselves do not have access to adequate food. Yeah. And when you talk about adequate food, you're talking about food that is safe, food that you want to eat, food that you accept to eat, food that you choose to eat. Yeah. Wow. So so many of us don't have that. So more than and more than fifteen million Kenyans are experiencing routine hunger. Routine hunger is 15 you know million? fifteen million Kenyans. Um, um, there's a report that was done last year, the cost of hunger that showed that uh, more than a third of all children under five years wow. are malnutritioned wow. and and yet we still have this provision in the constitution so this is what we are asking kenyans to, to to join and support you know join this movement support now when you're talking about adequate food now um, because it's not about you know when, when we talk about food in kenya when you talk about food security people people try to remember the last statement that came from the national cereals and produce board whether mm. we have enough maize in the stores or not so food is not equal to maize. Yeah. To many Kenyans, increasingly, you know, people can live even for one week without eating ugali. Sure. I know it was different in the days uh, before, mm. you know, but uh, some people think that, you know, it's not fun to eat ugali anymore. I mean, so even our, our national policies towards food security, mm. you know, should uh, ensure that all these interests, all these um, uh, aspirations of Kenyans are captured okay. so that we do not only find production of one crop and then we say we have enough maize in the store so we are food secure. Yeah. So all those aspects put in place um, but I believe today we are going to have a very interesting discussion also on uh, one of the very important aspects of our food uh, our food production, our food safety, our food systems generally um, uh, which is now the issues of pesticide use yeah. and I think um, I think that is where you have the most questions from yeah. but again just to, I, was, I just wanted to paint a picture of how of the whole situation looks like. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what we do every day. And uh, we believe that uh, we should be doing this next year mm. because the problems that we are talking about are really very simple problems that can be solved yeah. if the people decide that this is a priority that we want to, 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 to put forward as a people. And I think these problems can be solved. Yeah. It's not an issue of production. Yeah. Many people think that it's because there's no production. That's why we are food insecure. It's more of access than production. Mm. Yeah. So um, we can have a lot of maize somewhere else, but we don't have maize somewhere else. Mm. We can have a lot of tomatoes, you know, some being thrown, but we don't have the same tomatoes elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So there are a lot of issues. Uh, we really need to think about our form of farming. We need to think about our food systems holistically and mm. see how to fix these issues. Wow, I just I love the fact that you've even mentioned that because something comes to mind, the fact that people say some people eat to live and some people live to eat. Mm-hmm. And these two people are completely different people Definitely. living from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. And this is the reality because yes. if you give us the number as 15 million, this yes. is the reality yes. that Kenyans are facing every single day. Definitely. I hadn't thought about the fact that um, food security or your right to food is something you're not necessarily pushed having the same thing because that's all you can afford Mm -hmm. so the fact that you can be able to eat whatever you want that is safe and healthy and clean for you that is your right Mm -hmm. so i think even for our listeners that is something that is you know it has opened their eyes Mm So yes. I think maybe we can move to the next question, which is to ask you why this organization is in existence. Like you've already explained, mm-hmm. but maybe if you can simplify it, you can tell us your main aim or your goal yes. um, for why Root to Food is, is in existence. 
Yeah, so, so, so Root to Food, uh, both of us, the core team and also the members of our alliance and the partners that we work with, we are all working towards just one simple goal mm. and that is towards realizing the right to food in Kenya. Wow. So the right to food is provided for in the constitution. I know there was a lot of thinking, there was a lot of discussion that went into it. Um, um, you know, through the drafters of the constitution, we went through a referendum, we changed our constitution, we gave ourselves this constitution that had this clause. It cannot be a mistake that we have that clause, Article mm. 43, 1C in the constitution. It can't be a mistake. Uh, if we didn't need to have it there, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be, be there. there. Yeah. Um, the right to food is only second to the right to life. Because after right to life, then, then it's uh, right to food. Yes, and you see, people are even talking about right to education. People are talking about, I don't know, a lot of all these other rights. But, you know, very few people are realizing that it's time we need to start talking about the right to food. Yeah. So that is what, um, that, that's why we exist. So first of all, is to empower Kenyans to understand that this right, they have this right. Mm. Um, you know, to champion for this right. It doesn't mean that you have to be hungry to champion for the right to food. Yeah. yeah. Because remember, the right to food is in two parts. There is the freedom from hunger. So you might be free from hunger mm. because hunger is only that, that that physical, you know, physical discomfort. Yes. You know that you get when you don't have enough dietary energy. Yeah. But then uh, being free from hunger doesn't mean that you're enjoying the right to food because maybe you also don't have access to adequate food. Mm. Maybe you don't know where your food is coming from. Yeah. Maybe you can't pay for what is labeled as organic, or you can't pay for what is supposed to be healthy. Yeah. You can't have the diverse the diversity of food that you need to have a healthy life. Mm. So all those aspects um, um, you know, should be put in place, it should be looked at. So all Kenyans actually are concerned parties in this discussion. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's such an amazing aim, an amazing goal. Mm. And um, maybe we can move on to the next question. Someone wants to know what role do you play day to day at Root to Food? Uh, so myself, uh, my, uh, my, my, my work is actually in research and policy analysis. Mm. Um, um, so I trained in agriculture myself. I trained in agriculture. I majored in agricultural economics. Okay. Uh, but again, this doesn't mean that this is an ag- a question of agriculture. It's not, you know, when you're talking about the right to food, it's not a question of production. Yeah. Even the food security problem in Kenya is not a, a problem of production. Mm. So um, we try to make it very distinct. So my role is actually um, uh, to look for new facts, we look for information, put together data, put wow. together information that then can be shared um, uh, with, with everyone. You know, when, we, when you go to our Twitter handle, you find information being shared. Yeah. When you go to our website, there are blog articles that are coming out. You know, analyzing uh, issues of uh, policy also, apart from research, you're looking at policy documents. Um, you know, basically seeing, you know, how are they um uh, moving us towards realizing the right to food mm-hmm. or otherwise so okay. so that is the work that i do every day and i love that job <laughs> we're glad yeah. that you're doing it so basically you get the situation on the ground then you come and bring it to us so you give definitely. us the numbers the facts everything definitely okay okay mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so here is something else that someone wants to know you have a video out there on awareness of the harmful effects of pesticides what criteria did you use behind selecting who would represent root to food yeah. yeah, so I know you have this video that people have probably seen on social media. Mm. Um, with, Very um, amazing people. Yes, really yes. amazing people. You yes. have Willis Raburu, mm-hmm. you have Pinky Gelani, John you Alan. have John Alan Namu. Yeah. 
Mm. You have, I mean, you have all these people who yeah, yeah, yeah. are representing Root to mm. Food and trying to create that awareness. Mm. So maybe you can take us through what really happened until you decided to come up with the video and what made you select the individuals. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I, a lot of people, a lot of people tend to shy away from uh, from uh, discussing these issues. Yeah. Uh, because uh, when we talk about issues of food production, when you talk about issues of, for example, now pesticide use in the country, food safety. Um, people tend to think that uh, this is a discussion that has to be done by scientists only. Uh, but what we have continuously said, and people are getting this message, is that all of us are stakeholders in this. All of us are eating food every day. So you don't have to wait for, um, uh, for a PhD holder in, uh, in food safety mm. to tell you that the food that you're eating might not, not be safe. Be, yeah. Yeah. So you, this is something you can know. This yeah. is something you can get information, you can understand how your food is produced. And the moment you feel that agitation enough, you come out and talk about it. Sure. This is exactly what happened. Um, uh, so the, 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 the ambassadors that are championing for, 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 for this, um, for this call mm. to remove toxic pesticides from our market are basically uh, people who connect with the message. Yes. People who understand that this is something that is urgent and needs to be resolved. That yes. this is this is an issue that has to be has to be has to be to be addressed. Yeah. So you know, and when they come out and say, okay, so how much facts do we have? How how much more information do you have? Mm. And we share the information, and you know, they understand the information, and they go out and people speak. I think that's the only, maybe that one trended, and that's why people have been able to see it. Mm. But uh, there are a lot of people who are also talking about this in their yeah. own small spaces, in yeah. their, with their own small brands, but they are championing, they're voicing out their concerns. Because yeah. I, I think what we are raising is not, is not, our, is not our concern mm. only. You know, it's the concern of all Kenyans. Yes. So, um, and that's how it happens. I mean, uh, we work with everyone who comes to us and says, you know, I get your message. I understand this I have this experience you know um, and, 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 and and you know I'm, I'm, I'm happy to contribute and we can guide them we can provide them with all the information we have and they can use their platforms to champion for change amazing yes. thank you so much well I really really loved the video and I felt like I needed mm -hmm. to reach out to root to food because I felt this was a message that hit home for me mm -hmm. as I was sharing with you I've had health complications yes. and caused mm -hmm. by food mm -hmm. um, and food that was not organic and food mm -hmm. that ended up getting me to a place of almost losing my life mm -hmm. and me changing and becoming vegan and it has helped me but then at the back of my mind I always used to think yes. am I really eating clean food even mm -hmm. though I've decided I, I am mm -hmm. vegan am I really eating clean mm -hmm. uh, food that is pesticide free yes. that is GMO free mm -hmm. and, and, and all that mm -hmm. and then you also mentioned to me that you're also vegan yes, <laughs> so I've met mm -hmm. a vegan um, sibling here yeah, we are very rare <laughs> we are very rare in the country that's very true so, and it's a very powerful decision yeah. Yeah. Um, not only to be vegan, yeah. but just to think about what you eat. Yeah. Um, you know, and a lot of people out there have never given it as much thought as mm. we were chatting before. Yeah. You know, uh, just think about what you're eating. Um, think about um, whether it's good for you. Um, think about, you know, how you can change where you get your food yeah. and all this kind of thing. So it's really important that as many people as possible start to think critically about what they're eating. Very true. Some of the issues that we go through are not uh, really issues that that, um, are, you know, come from the system that mm. we are talking about. Yeah. Some of the issues can are either self-imposed or can be changed. So, for mm. example, issues of diets, especially when you're talking about people who have income. You yeah. know, um, there's a lot of consumption of unhealthy food. So, definitely, these are things 
that uh, you can change. You don't need yeah. the government you, to tell you to tell that you, that uh, you need to stop. No, you are eating too much red meat. Yeah. It's not good for you. Like <laughs> yeah. this is something you can see and yeah. you can. Yeah. So very good decision there yeah mm. thank you and you too mm. and uh, we're reaping the benefits because a vegan diet is is the only diet that has been proven in the world to actually reverse yes. heart related conditions so anyone that's suffering um, any kind of uh, hypertension heart related issues this is the only diet that can actually reverse and and cure um, mm. such illnesses mm. anyway so we want to now get to the good stuff because people are yes. here to hear about the, the issue of toxic substances in our mm. foods mm. Um, so the, the question comes in as what should we know about the current situation on the ground regarding pesticides being used by farmers yeah so yeah I don't know how I can describe it in one word mm. but uh, the only one word I can use about the, to describe the situation is that it's sad Wow. it's very sad and um, sad but maybe not hopeless mm. because we can change we can reverse um, Farmers are doing you know, all they can to produce. Sometimes these farmers do not understand that the products they're using are not, uh, are not uh, very safe. safe. I interact yeah. with some of these farmers, and uh, one of the farmers I interacted with um, told me that even after using the bottle for pesticides, you know, they use it to collect milk for their own families. What? Yeah, so they don't know because they see that this is something that is labeled yeah. and it's sold in a shop that is very organized with mm. neat shelves, mm. with uh, someone who sells it has a white lab coat, mm. you know, and they speak very well, they are very fluent, they are very uh, confident. So mm. it's a good product. Mm. So the connection uh, that uh, actually this could be a poison does not happen at that level. What? It doesn't happen at that level. So farmers spray pesticides as a protection for their crops. Yes. Yes. Because um, at the end of the day, they want to have and in most to harvest. Cases, yes, in most cases, innocently. Mm. And those farmers will learn later on that uh, this is not safe. They stop doing it for food that they consume. So they have their small plot where they do their own organic farming, mm -hmm. and then they have the, 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 the bigger patch where they, they do spraying. For mass production and feeding yes, everybody else. Yes, yes, okay. I tell this story, I tell this story, um, 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 it, it, it would only take one minute, mm. um, that I was told by one of my very good friends, uh, Duncan, uh, it's a very good friend of mine. So. He tells me a story, a very practical story, and an actual story, a true story, that okay. this is something that happened. So there was a funeral somewhere in, uh, in Luo Nyanza, mm. and uh, one of the guys uh, who was very close to the person with, um, uh, to the deceased actually, mm. um, was required, you know, as, as a culture, you know, you have to make a contribution towards a funeral. Mm. So this guy was, was had started farming. So he had tomatoes, but they had not, they had not uh, you know, gotten to, to, to ripen mm -hmm. and, and, and ready for selling. And you know the funeral, you know you can't decide when a funeral happens, when someone dies. So yes. someone dies and the tomatoes are not ready. Yeah. And this was the only place where this guy can get money. Wow. So what did he do? He went to the agrovet, talked to the guys who were there, and then they told him, oh, there's something here that if you spray on the tomatoes, you know, you can actually get them to be ripe in... in to in, speed in, up yes, yes, the yes. ripening. So that's what he did. He took the chemical innocently because he wants to get money so that he can help his skin, his kinsmen in terms of contributing to the mm. funeral. So, and the funeral was um, a few towns. 
away from his town. Okay. So he sprayed and he was very sure he didn't want to sell to anyone who is selling tomatoes nearby because he knows what he did to the tomatoes. Oh, no. So he looked for a trader from very far away that he didn't know and he sold to him the tomatoes because he knew the tomatoes will not be sold anywhere near his village. Oh my goodness. Little did he know that the tomatoes were going to that village <gasps> where now he was also going to attend the funeral oh, and actually no. the tomatoes were bought for the funeral. So, so, and he was the first one to be served. And it was a, he told me that you know a few people had um, to be taken to hospital. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, the problem that we don't we don't appreciate as consumers is mm. that there is a web that is between us and and the people who produce our food mm-hmm. that we don't understand. Yeah. And and we don't know like there is a, a big wall between you and the person who is producing the vegetables you are going to eat tonight. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you don't know what is happening on the other on side. On the other side. So true. this is this is where we are. Yeah. And now how can we make sure that we understand what is happening on the other side? Mm. We don't have th- that power as individual consumers. Yeah. It's very expensive for you to start looking for farmers who are producing food, mm. getting them to produce your food and then paying them also to do yeah, that. Yeah. So we rely on the system, which is now the government, which is now quality assurance systems and, you know, checks on the market. Mm. KFIS is supposed to be doing routine checks to look at what are the levels of pesticide mm-hmm. residues in the different markets. We rely on that system to guarantee us that what we are eating is safe. Okay. But that guarantee is not is not there. Mm. No one is inspecting what is in the market. Of course. So, um, as I said, it's a very sad situation because farmers don't know, actually, that, the, you know, the, 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 the level of of danger that they are causing when they're using these chemicals. Mm. And no one is teaching farmers. We don't have a public extension anymore. So what is happening on the ground is um, local representatives or sales representatives Mm -hmm. for big uh, multinational companies moving around with very good uh, facilitation. They have motorbikes. They have, uh, you know, uh, good uh, aprons to appeal to farmers. So they go out and the, the, the only advice they give to farmers is mm. spray chemical A, spray chemical B, That's spray so chemical C, sad. spray chemical D. So you find farmers just spraying chemicals from different yeah. companies. Yeah. Sometimes you find even uh, this salesperson gets to a farm, the farmer tells them, I actually sprayed this product from this company. And they tell them, no, that one will not work. Actually, add this one from our company. What? So for the same pest, you might find even a farmer using four products. For the, for same, the, same, the pest. same pest. And uh, some of these pests, uh, for example, like aphids, you don't need to spray chemicals to control yeah, aphids. Yeah. You know, you can spray actually clean water, and you know, you just because you just need to knock them off the leaf. Yeah. And when they are, when they fall on the ground, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's a very sad situation. That we, is so we, sad. we we uh, we really need to be concerned about yeah. what is happening on the ground. Let me just ask you something else, because someone who's listening is thinking, okay, so they're using all these chemicals in, in our food, and so far we've, we, I don't know, what you don't know won't kill you, yeah. as they say. Yeah. So they're not necessarily as, they, they're not that worried, yeah? Mm-hmm. So can you tell us what the harmful effects are? Are there any harmful effects to these uh, pesticides and the toxins? Yeah, so pesticides, as the word suggests, eh? Pesticides, because sides is, is like poison. It's, mm. it's a synonym for poison. So mm. pesticides are basically poison. Yeah. Um, remember, and you will understand this better as a vegan, that yeah. uh, all animals, including also um, 
I know insects also have their own class, class insecta under kingdom animalia. Mm. All of us have more or less the same, uh, we have the same structure of a cell, okay. for example. Okay. So the same structure of cell for, for the aphid is the same structure of cell for, for us. For a human, okay. Yes. The animal cell is the same. Okay. Yeah. So if someone comes up with a poison that uh, kills an aphid or kills a rat, the same poison it's can kill you. kill a human. When people, and, and, and um, uh, when, you know, in, in, in very sad situations in the villages, when people commit suicide by yeah. taking poison, yeah. they don't take a poison that is labeled as human poison. True. They take that pesticide, yeah, that is labeled mm-hmm. as a pesticide mm-hmm. to control pest A, or a pesticide to control disease A. And again, when we say pesticides, because I know people get confused because of the old science, the old science we used to say pesticides are products that kill pests, mm. which are the small to do this. Yeah? Yes. But uh, now the definition of pesticide is expanded to encompass mm. everything else, including fungicides, including um, you know disease control products, including what? even herbicides. So all those now we refer to as pesticides. So when I say mm-hmm. pesticide, I mean all the chemicals that are used in the farm. Wow. Yeah. So, so um, there is no poison for 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 for, for cockroach that mm. can't kill you. Mm. The poison for cockroach can it's kill still you. Still going to kill so you. So the yeah. question is, what is the threshold of exposure? Mm. So when application is done, for example, even for products that go to even that get to be exported. Yeah. Some of those products actually people use chemicals. Mm. That's not it's not a lie. People think that everything that goes to Europe. Uh, you know, um, we don't use chemicals on them. We actually uh-huh. use chemicals on them. Okay. Um, products like French beans, for example, you know, they require a bit of spraying. Mm. Yeah. But they have what we call a spray regime, mm-hmm. a clear spray regime that has to be adhered to. That you see, on this ta- at this time, if you have this pest, this is what you spray, and at this time, this is what, and at this time, you don't spray. Okay. So the spray regime works around the, the growth stages of the of the crop. Mm. So especially, for example, if you're doing something like tomatoes, at fruiting, if you are spraying at fruiting, definitely some of those pesticides will end up in the fruit. You know, yeah, yeah. It's different than when someone is spraying at seedling stage. Oh. So, so um, what is happening is um, all these chemicals can easily end up in our food. Mm. And the, the levels of exposure are different mm. depending on the regimes that are being used. Okay. So for example, in the in the export market, these guys have spray regimes. So the level of exposure is very minimal, like yeah? reduced. Okay, yes. reduced. Yes, because you don't have uh, now the residues of the pesticide in there. And they tell you exactly which pesticide to spray. Wow. And the pesticide that they spray are actually less harmful. Mm. Are we together? Now, you see, on, the, on our side, we spray everything. Yeah. We don't have a spray regime. A farmer can spray today and sell tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. So, meaning it might, they're so not the necessarily level, just the spraying the seedlings. The yeah. level of exposure is way, way high. High. So, when we started this campaign and we are looking at, okay, so this is what is happening in Europe, for example. Yeah. These are the pesticides that have been removed from the market in Europe because yeah. of their inherent toxicity. Mm. And when we are we are doing that, we are talking about active ingredients. We're not talking about pesticide products. So mm-hmm. we are not going to give names. I say this product, this product, yeah. because why? For very simple reason, one active ingredient can be used in many products, as much as even 70 products by yeah. different companies. Yeah. So when you start targeting products, you will have a very long list. 
So we just explained that this active ingredient has actually been proven to have toxic effects. It can either be um, carcinogenic, means it can cause cancer. cancer. It can be an endocrine disruptor, means it can mess up with your, your hormones. hormones yeah. yes. Because remember, as I told you, we have the same, uh, you know, it's very, it's, we have very few deviations here mm. and there, but all animals in the same kingdom and animalia. The same makeup. Yes, the same poison that kills a rat will yeah, kill you. Yeah. And that's why you even find scientists doing experiments on, on rats, rats, which is again also sad because rats are not responsible for their businesses exactly. anyway. So if you want I to sell so as a product itself, you maybe eat it yourself or I try know. it on, or your try it on yourself or yes. your children. Yeah, then so. you see whether <laughs> so, <laughs> I second that. So so um, it's, 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 it's tricky because those products mm. um, have active ingredients that then have to be uh, assessed mm. like regularly. Okay. Here in Kenya it's not happening as much. Mm. It's not as rigorous as much. So some of the products that we have, actually 33% of the pesticides that we are using in Kenya have already been withdrawn from the market in Europe because there is evidence. Wait, what? Yes, there is evidence that they are very toxic, mm. and and the argument is that there is no way you can reduce the exposure to a level that can be acceptable. Mm. Re- so even if you try and reduce the exposure, even with a to your crops, even regime, you, it's still not yeah. so, going to so be it's, safe. Yeah. So there, it's, it's like it's like saying you know you can. Um, I, I don't I don't even know the example I can mm. use, but I mean the products are unsafe. So whether we are talking about reducing exposure, whether yeah. we are saying spray at this stage, allow three months or mm. two weeks or whatever for you know before you harvest, it doesn't work on those this products. This is not, it appli- it's not this applicable. Is, yes, this is a hopeless situation. This product is very toxic. It should not be allowed in the market. So these products, sorry to interrupt you, they are actually banned. Some are, banned, yeah? some are banned, mm. some are withdrawn. Okay. Some of the products that we are using here have actually been banned or withdrawn in their countries of origin. <gasps> yeah? But then in Kenya we are but still yes, using them. But we are bringing them to Kenya. So this is the situation, this oh is the situation we are in. So remember, the level of, uh, the level of uh, support that farmers get in the, in, in, in the European countries, for example, yeah. they get uh, subsidies, you know, they are trained, they have extension support, mm. they know how to use you know, equipment, even when they are spraying, they are using their masks, they are yes. using their whatever. Yes. Now, come back to Kenya. Mm. What is the situation we are seeing on the ground? Oh, no. Farmers cannot even, can barely read the labels on the wow. containers to know that this is how to safely use the mm. pesticide. If there is any safe use, because there is no safe use. It's a poison, is a poison. A yeah. poison, yeah. So we have very high levels of exposure. That's mm. what I can say. And uh, the higher levels of exposure, the more chances of you now meeting face to face with the toxic effects of the pesticide. Mm. Because if a pesticide is carcinogenic, um, but the levels of it, you know, the, the, the exposures are managed and all that. You might never interact with someone who can say actually that uh, this pesticide caused me cancer. Okay. Yeah. But uh, if the level of exposure is what we are seeing in the country, mm. then uh, chances are very high that, uh, you know, uh, people are suffering but without knowing that it's the pesticide. The pesticide. Mm. This is such an important issue, mainly because I know that there are people who would love to just change how they eat or what they eat, their diet, basically. Um, The thing is that when they hear about such situations, 
they say okay so then i'm better off just eating all the fast food <laughs> and, uh, and fast uh, foods are not fast foods are not safe either yeah they are yeah. not of course they are not, they are not safe either you know because um and and for example with fast foods yeah. you don't need we, this discussion we are having about exposure yeah. of pesticides it's not even there in fast food true. when you are eating fast food you are eating poison you're it's just all poison, eating poison. That's this it. is true especially yeah. processed yeah. food fast food so and all of that some people think when we start this discussion then some people think yeah. okay so then it's safer to eat meat mm. you know I, i would rather eat more meat than, because it's than not, vegetables yeah we have the same problem It's only that we are not talking about it now but mm-hmm. we have the same problem with the animal production system yeah you know where people are injecting chicken every day with True. all manner of antibiotics True. where people are injecting um, their livestock with all manner of antibiotics then you start getting this this thing of antimicrobial resistance mm. you see yeah and there is even a lot of discussion about covid-19 in relation to industrial animal production systems yeah, yeah so so you can't it's not like you're running from this to something else yeah. what is important is that we all come together sit around the Table, yeah. see these are the issues and then chat our way forward as a people okay. and see how do we want our food to be grown going forward yeah okay so is there a way that me as a consumer i can be able to identify that this crop is either loaded with chemicals or it is clean can a kenyan actually just leave their house go somewhere and buy food that is clean enough safe enough for them to consume or are we all just are we all just doomed <laughs> now that's why you know the the the, the, the um, i ask people and they ask this question mm. why do we have a government yeah yeah why do we have a government you know you you come from uh, from a different part of, of yeah. the city i come from a different part of the city why do we have a county government mm. yeah why are we paying taxes to this system it's because we expect that this system can take care of issues that are bigger than us mm. as a people You see that is the only way we can address this problem sure. see we need to speak to our governors we need to speak to our cabinet secretaries we need to speak to our, um, uh, our central government yeah. about these issues what are they doing about it mm-hmm. for example in our discussions on pesticides we know that there is all this issue of farmers even washing their hands with pesticide literally <laughs> you know uh, yeah when you're washing you are you, you know you are not spray after spraying mm. they interact with pesticides like it's milk you know because oh my goodness you know you know when you buy something for the first time mm. you buy a product for the first time you tend to fear it you spray today you are spraying with a mask mm. tomorrow you change you say ah, let me just tie something around mm. my nose you know the next day you are like ata tumezoyana yes you know so this is this is the same situation happening with farmers they are wow. like i've been spraying this thing for the last five years so it's never going to harm me mm. so they continue to move towards higher levels of of, of exposure uh, but now the, what the people can do is very simple is just to demand for fair systems is to, to to demand for 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 for, for fair i mean fair practices mm. so if the county government for example can designate for example a few routine checks in the main markets mm. because in Nairobi it's very easy because food doesn't come directly from farmers to the small groceries yeah they are central they are central places for example you can get me market supplies the all of westland side mm. you know there's marikiti market this yeah. other side there is uh, the other market called what this one that keep, keeps getting fire every time it's oh Nikomba. yes the, yes combine is actually <laughs> the biggest food market yeah um, i think in east africa also wow. yeah So why can't we have routine checks there mm. so that we see we take a piece of tomato a few tomatoes we go and assess and see what is the level of pesticide residues wow. is it acceptable and then can we start asking the questions of where did you get it from mm. who sold it to you who sold it to you who sold it then we Trace. get to the farmer yeah that way it's the most cheapest way to do mm. that otherwise you'll have to do it as a person 
Now imagine yourself doing it as a password. That's what I'm thinking though. Taking taking vegetables randomly from your local market, <sighs> going to the lab to test it, and then going and asking questions, where did you buy it? Where did you buy it? You go up to the farm level mm. and advise the farmer that what you're doing is wrong. But the government can do that, they have all the machinery. Of course they can. If your tomatoes have come from Kirinyaga mm. and they are loaded with pesticides, you you don't have to go to Kirinyaga. The government of the county government of Nairobi will never have to go to Kirinyaga. They mm. will have to do tests here where they find out the levels of pesticide residues in tomatoes within Nairobi are very much high. Yeah. And they realize that most of the tomatoes are coming from Kirinyaga. They have a discussion with the county government of Kirinyaga. Mm. How can we make the farmers aware about yeah. this? So that is why we have a government. You can never tell. Some people have these stories that uh, greenhouse tomatoes are the worst in yes. terms of chemical use. Uh-huh. It's, actually, it's actually a misconception. Okay. Because the reason why you have a greenhouse in the first place is to control the environment. So mm-hmm. when you have a greenhouse, when you're growing tomatoes in a greenhouse, the, the, the logical thinking is that, um, of course, you know, if you are doing it properly, mm. maybe you are not growing season to season or end to end. You know, you are growing and changing with other crops so that the pests um, build up is managed. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of build up within the greenhouse. Yeah. Um, so, so you, people who are growing greenhouse in the open field are more likely to use chemicals than people are growing green I mean, tomatoes in a people are doing tomatoes in the open field you know use tend to use more chemicals than people who are doing tomatoes in a greenhouse. greenhouse but many kenyans think that tomatoes that are grown in a greenhouse have more chemicals wow so you see now but this is very important to have information. It's a, it's though, a technical, right? it's a technical, it's a technical thing that consumers do not want to understand. Yeah. Um, and it's not also their responsibility to understand. Mm. If you are in IT, yeah. uh, of you or you're in communication or you're in media, you mm. don't need to, to to worry about it. But why are you worrying about that? It's mm. because your government is not doing enough to yeah. keep you comfortable and, and happy with what you're doing and not concerned about. True. Yeah. I think that has made such a good point in such a way that. As Kenyans, or just as people living in this country, we need to demand more. As much as it may seem like it's um, a song that people sing all the time, the government needs to do this and that, but this is actually something that we need to demand for and ask for because it is our right. And at the same time, I always say anyone that takes their time to put poison so to speak into your food without you knowing and then ends up put, you you end up having that food on your plate i feel like that person is worse than any other criminal out there mm. because you innocently just want to have a cup of tea and yeah, drink your milk it. or you just want to eat your vegetables but someone is secretly loading your food with chemicals that are harmful and and they are slowly by slowly killing you mm. i think um maybe we can now get to to your call to action mm-hmm. because I know as route to food you're trying to get more people to speak to their MPs and you want this awareness um, you're creating this awareness but at the same time you want people to do this one thing Definitely. can you tell our listeners what they mm-hmm. need to do mm-hmm. yeah and even before I get to the call to yeah. action I think it's important to note that uh, um, and, and these are these are these are things that we get every time when we talk about this issue. Mm. One, we are not saying that we remove all the pesticides from the market. Yeah. Um, uh, pesticides are all poison. All pesticides are poison. Mm. So there is no good pesticide and there is no bad pesticide. Okay. But definitely there are products that are safer than others. There are alternatives that are safer than than others. Um, so that is that is one thing that uh, has to be, I think, clarified. Mm. And, and because people tend to say that we are calling for a blanket ban. Mm. And the other question is, people say, can we produce without pesticides? Mm. So 
It's a tricky question. And can we? Can, can farmers? Can, is it, we can there are some produce. people who are farmers who yes. are listeners and they yes. want to know if they can be able to do organic farming without any pesticides. Definitely, we okay. can produce. We can produce without pesticides. Mm-hmm. But this is not the point. Also, okay. the point is we need to ensure that what we are producing, first of all, is safe for okay. us. Is, is safe for the environment, mm. yeah, and is sustainable. Okay. Something that you know also makes sense for the farmer. The yeah. cost of, 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 of the inputs and everything. Mm. So it's possible to do that. And and what we are asking is, you know, uh, in as much as we are saying, okay, so we have a problem with the registration of pesticides, and that yeah. is a very simple problem that we want to be addressed first, mm. as a first step towards us moving towards safe food. All the products that are here and have been deregistered or withdrawn or banned from markets elsewhere. For example, now Europe, we have mm. used Europe as our, you know, we look at, uh, at Europe as a, as, a, as a starting point. Yeah. All those products, let them be removed from the market. Yeah. Because what we are doing is like giving your child fire and, 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 you know, and watching how they play with it. Yeah. They'll burn themselves. So we are giving farmers very toxic pesticides, yeah? And yet, remember, they don't have information. They don't even have protective gear. They don't even have any knowledge on how to use these products. And mm. these are the most toxic products in the world. Wow. So now, as we speak, we have in Kenya some of the most toxic pesticides you have ever have ever been in the world. My goodness. Yeah. So we need to see we need to see the pesticides first removed from the market. Mm. Then we can have a discussion. Okay. So the pesticides that are still there, that can still be used, how are they being used? Yeah. What are the regulations that guide uh, pesticides registration, re-registration? Do we collect data? Do we monitor pesticide residues in food? Do we monitor residues in soil? Do we monitor residues in water, in the environment? Do we look at the impact on pollinators, for example? Mm -hmm. If we kill bees, uh, Albert Einstein said that uh, if if all the bees disappeared, human beings will only have up to 40 years to live. Wow. So definitely if bees are not here, because bees pollinate more than 60% of all the the, the seed-based food that we eat. Okay. all our beans, remember our beans, remember our, our fruits, you know, our oh, pulses, all, all of this that. will be... And you see, um, just to conclude, farmers who have been trying to even grow uh, tomatoes mm. in greenhouses or in small spaces, mm. in areas where chemicals have been used seriously, they are now finding it a problem even spotting this in their in their tomatoes. Ah. So your tomatoes flower and there are no bees to pollinate. Oh my goodness, so and that's seen, a big I've problem. I've seen farmers uh, starting to use uh, bumblebees. Uh, so bumblebees are small, stingless bees that don't produce honey, typically. Okay. But uh, you have a small box, so you keep them somewhere in the greenhouse to pollinate your... your, 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 your oh my your, goodness. And this is, this is already coming to Kenya. In other places in the world, eh, in other places in the world, people are actually having to pollinate their crops manually. So just to paint a picture of what we are looking at yeah. in the future. Yeah. yeah. I think there was a photo doing rounds last year in China where people are pollinating, I don't know if it was mangoes or oranges, you know, manually. Yeah. This is insane though. Yeah, because they have killed all the bees. So this is insane. I just... In, in um, I don't know which countries, someone was mentioning to me that it's a big business to own bees. So you, you just own bees, you put them on your truck, you go to someone whose crops have flowered, and then you release you, them. Can you and imagine? Then, and then in the evening they come back to the hive, <gasps> and then you go to the other farm, to the next farm. What? So, <laughs> because bees are not naturally available in the environment. Yeah. They have been killed by the pesticides that we are using. And it's the same problem that we are talking about. So we are killing the, same, the very basis of our food. 
So um, what we are asking Kenyans to do um, is very simple. Yeah. We are asking them, first of all, we want people to get this information mm, and understand. Yeah. So we have published a lot of information around this. Yes. We have done a lot of articles and all that. But a very good summary that I can refer people mm. to is our white paper, which is if you go to the Roots to Food website, mm. you find our, we don't benefit from traction, so we are not doing adverts. Yeah. But we are just saying, I mean, um, if you go to the website, you find the white paper. It's a very good summary of all the issues of pesticides in the country. Mm. And then there's also a documentary that you can watch that actually speaks about, you know, tells the stories of farmers who are using these pesticides yeah. and how they're actually interacting with the pesticides on yeah. the ground. And also tells a story of hope on how you can actually do it without the pesticides. Yeah. It gives you examples of people who have done mm. without the pesticides. So um, when you get this information, you know, this is one thing that you can do. Um, mm. Again, also, if you already have a grasp of the issues and all that, mm. and you want to champion for it, it's very simple. We are using a hashtag toxic business. Toxic business. Toxic business. Okay. We are asking you, take, up, take, take your time, you know, engage your members of parliament, yeah. engage your senators, engage your governors, engage at all levels with mm. all the, the political class. Yeah. There is a petition that is sitting in the national parliament today yeah. uh, that is asking uh, that all these pesticides that are harmful and very toxic be removed from the market. Ask them to support that petition. Okay. That is all we are asking for. I okay. mean, it's your, you know, democracy does not end, at, uh, end, end on the voting day. Mm. It doesn't end with the IEBC announcing who is the winner. Sure. So democracy is a continuous process. It's questioning our systems, questioning our structures, questioning the benefits that we are getting from the governance mm. system. Yeah. So um, let us exercise our democracy. Yeah. Let us champion for what we believe. Um, we are lucky enough the petition is already sitting in parliament. So it's upon us as Kenyans to champion for this petition so that it, it goes it gets the energy of the people, yeah. it gets the, the, the goodwill of the people and it can it can go through. So that we have at least this place removed from the market. Then remember we still have that discussion on how again are we using those pesticides. That, that are, are still now in still in the market, yes, yeah? Yes. And um, so just to reiterate the fact that it is hashtag toxic business, you can use this hashtag on your social media platforms. Uh, make sure that you let everyone else know about the harmful effects of pesticides, the current situation on the ground, as Emmanuel is explaining to us, and also um, your MPs, just... just go on social media and let them know about what is going on and, and, and fight for your right because we all need to have clean and safe food that's going to be, you know, it's going to ensure that we are all healthy. Yeah. And there, there were some questions also that were asked and I'm trying to make sure that I don't ask too many because our, <laughs> our podcast end up being way too long. Mm -hmm. um, but there's someone who sent in some questions and said, are you aware that glyphosate-based herbicides, a.k.a. Roundup, in addition to being widely used to kill weeds, many farmers who are ignorant of its toxic and harmful effects on soil microorganisms and the human gut bacteria, um, it's also sprayed on wheat. And uh, it's used, I guess it's used to dry up the wheat. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's, uh, for him, he's asking, are you aware that this is something that is going on? And um, he also added um, another question and said, he wants to know how the government can be able to promote organic farming. What should farmers know and ensure that they stay informed? Mm. And um, lastly, if there's a relation between the harmful effect of pesticides and COVID-19. 
So mm. I know that I've bombarded you with all these, but maybe we can start with um, we can start with the Roundup, the glyphosate, which yeah. is um, is being used to dry up. Uh, it was used to kill weeds, but then now farmers are ignorant enough to use it to dry up their their wheat. Mm. So, are you aware of this situation, and can farmers know how you know they can go about it? Yeah, um, I, I actually I actually wouldn't be surprised that yeah. it's being used to dry up wheat. Okay. Um, Roundup is uh, how do you call it? It's um, I think a, we can call it a compound kind of um, herbicide. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, so Roundup is supposed to be used before you, you start growing your crop. Mm. So that is how it is designed to, to work. Okay. And I, I'm not saying that it's good to use, but that's how it's designed to work. So before you plant your wheat or before you plant your maize, mm -hmm. you spray your farm and then it kills all the weeds. And then now when you plant your maize, you don't have any weeds, so you don't have, you don't have to deal ah, with weeds. Okay. But um, again, it still has those effects you're talking about. And apart from its effects on the environment, it also has very serious effects in terms of uh, it being it's a carcinogen, and Roundup mm. is uh, is the same product that we have had this litigation in uh, in the U.S. Uh, by oh. Johnson, and he got I don't know how many million. Um, it's about a billions of Kenyan shillings that he got as compensation because it was proven that he got his cancer from using Roundup. And Roundup it continues to be a very controversial uh, product globally. We are yeah. not working on Roundup because yeah. we know that a lot of people are also working on Roundup. Yeah. And um, But there's a lot of discussion in Kenya. There's a lot of people trying to dismiss that Roundup is not as harmful. But, mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's all... Um, it's, it's very unfair mm. yeah, to find um, someone who has you know, gone to school properly, they have an opportunity in government, and when they come out and people are saying, is Roundup safe or not, yeah, they, they, they just say, you know, ignore the, ignore the rumors, Roundup is safe. And they look and, the other and, side. Maybe because yes. they're benefiting in one way or the other. You never know, but yeah. it's, it's really sad. I, I, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think someone needs, anyone needs to do something like that. Yeah, that's sad. But um, in terms of being misused, mm. there are a lot of pesticides that are being misused today. Okay. Yeah, people are even spraying uh, a pesticide that is registered for pest A. They are spraying it on pest B. Oh my goodness! So and all these things are supposed to be managed by the Pesticides uh, Control and Products Board, Pest Pest Control um, uh, Products Board, mm. PCPB. Okay. So yeah, so that can be happening. I know for sure that it happens on um, on onions, mm -hmm. and that's why we always have this big controversy between the quality of onions of Kenya and the quality of onions in Tanzania. Wow. Because why? Tanzanians leave their onions in the field to dry properly. Mm. Kenyans are very much in a rush to get the onions out. So you know mm. you are, you want to have the, the harvest the bulb. The bulb. Yeah. So some, what some of these people do is spray so that it kills the the leaves. So the leaves dry up, and then it appears like the onion has now reached maturity. Oh my goodness! And all these are malpractices that have to be pointed out. And you know, when you find someone doing something like that, you know you can actually report them. Okay. Because this is actually uh, illegal, even if you look at the PCPB regulations. Mm -hmm. It's illegal to use a product for a purpose that is not registered for. Yeah. Yeah, that is misuse okay. of a product. Okay. Mm. Okay. So what about um, the relation between COVID-19 and the? I, I really believe that the harmful effects of PCPB are really weakening our immune system and uh, could it be that that is why maybe some of the parts of the country some places like Nairobi maybe are highly aff are affected mm. um, with cases of COVID maybe because we are eating these foods that end up mm. or maybe because we we just have uh, we you know we are closer to the airport you and think so? 
<laughs> but uh, I, I think there's no, direct, there's, there, there's no direct correlation yeah. between uh, pesticide use and, um, and, and COVID-19. Mm. Um, I think what people should actually know yeah. is that uh, food uh, contributes strongly to your health. Yes. So the better you eat, the healthier you are. Yeah. And the healthier you are, the stronger you are, you can be able to fight off these diseases. Mm. So you just need to be conscious about what you eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't eat things that you know, contribute to bad health. Yeah, because as you said when you started, I mean, it doesn't matter how many uh, how many times you go to the gym. Yeah. If you're eating the wrong stuff, it's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so just be careful about what you're eating. Mm. Um, in terms of avoiding unsafe food, you can also you know use your networks, use your friends, connect, find people who can, can grow food mm. and grow it the safest way. Yeah. And then you can also be buying from them. In that way, you are also supporting a system where now we are getting safe food. Encouraging more encouraging those organic practices, farming. Good practices. Yes. That is true. And yeah. I think that ah, on that note, we can... Um, conclude and end our conversation because I really, really wanted to make sure that we get to have this conversation. As I say, this is something that's very uh, near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. So again, use the hashtag toxic business for you to start this conversation on the harmful effects of pesticides in your foods that end up on your plate, that end up in your children's tummies. I mean, think about it. Your mom, all your loved ones are actually eating this food that could potentially be harming you and harming them. So what we want is for you to encourage your members of parliament to uh, be more aware of this situation and to bring about some change so that we can all, all access our right to eating clean, healthy, and safe food. Because I mean, that's what we want. Definitely. Yeah, on a lighter note, I wanted to say that the both of us are Luya. So being vegan and not eating chicken, we, we are strong. We are strong. <laughs> Yes, so yeah. thank you so much for making the time, um, for giving us all this information that is so valuable. Um, maybe you can tell us about your social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook so they can follow you. Root to um, food. Yeah, so uh, root to food, uh, root to food on, uh, across the, all the platforms. Okay, so at root to at, food at, on at, Instagram, yes. root to food on Facebook, mm. and at root to food mm. on Twitter. Yeah, if you also like me, uh, it's uh, mine on Twitter. Is, uh, uh, at underscore Atamba. At underscore Atama. Yeah, so okay, and Atamba, then you'll be yeah. able to talk mm, to Emmanuel. That's you. amazing. Mm. Thank you so much, Emmanuel, for your time and for Asante. giving us all the information. Thank you. Remember, guys, you can be able to follow um, Wellness KE as well, share, um, and also comment on this particular topic. If you'd like for us to know what you thought of the conversation, um, at KE Wellness on Twitter, uh, at well underscore Ness KE on Instagram, at Wellness with Fatma on Instagram and not forgetting Wellness KE on Facebook. My name is Fatma. Thank you so much for always tuning in, for sharing your comments, for encouraging us to keep on giving you all the information that you need and I'll catch you next time. Bye.